find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. Well, we are dipping back into the Latino stand-up comedians who are given a lot of money to make a film category. But unlike the pest, this movie doesn't have any Nazis or child predators in it, thank God. We are talking the Paul Rodriguez-led film, Amelia and Juan, a movie about a kind-hearted Mexican immigrant who's struggling with two things that are green, the car and the cash. We are honoring a couple of mustaches in this one. First and foremost, the mustachioso himself, Edward James Olmos, and a man who would have made a way, way better Luigi than Johnny Legs. His name is Bert Rosario. Look up this guy, specifically around this time period. Holy shit, he looks like Luigi. This movie goes from comedy to drama with no damn warning. Drove me nuts, but there are some moments in it that I kind of, you know, that it kept my interest. Well, without further ado, let's sell some oranges on the side of the road, get a check from some random dude in a limo, and cash it because who gives a crap about integrity when you're stuck selling oranges and living with two other dudes and I'm still not sure if they were brothers or gay lovers. Hopefully not both. Now play that shit theme song. Damn it. It's the Mustachio Podcast, yo. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now the game's a legendary, hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio Podcast, yo. <laughs> what is up? It is your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, Daniel J. Segura. And today I'm with a longtime veteran of the Mustachio Podcastio, a stand up comedian, a podcast extraordinaire. I'm actually in his studio. I, I guess it's called the, is it the Babacora uh, Studios? Babacora Core Studios. Babacora Core yeah. Studios. Um, I bashed that, but you know, I'll get it right. Uh, I'll does. fix it in it's post. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Barbacoa core. It's like hardcore, but barbacoa. Yeah, core. you think I would know you that? Think you would know since that, I, but, um, you know, used to dabble in it a little bit. Just poser. To, just. <laughs> oh wow, dude! I've had someone call me a poser since like ninth grade. When I was wearing that Nine Inch Nails uh, shirt, that was my sister's, and I didn't know any of their albums. And oh, a guy yeah. tested me. He's uh, like, "What's your favorite album?" I was like, "Um, they're self-titled." <laughs> I thought it was a cool shirt. I didn't know. No, nah, they do uh, cool merch and stuff. So, Patrick Christopher. Yeah, On the man. show. What's up, bro? Yeah, man. Thanks for coming to the studio. Sorry, it's a mess. Oh, it's all good. I haven't really been in here too much uh, for the whole holiday season and all that bull crap and shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Th- you know, what I immediately thought about when you told me you were doing this, I thought, damn, it's going to be nice when you get in that bad fight with the wife. And you just oh, need yeah. a place to crash. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to knock on my door. You don't have to knock on any, you know, relatives' doors. You just come here. Just yeah. Here. I mean, I haven't had to sleep here yet, <laughs> but uh, That's good. That's I good. have. I have gone to like I'm going to go to my studio. It's nice to have a, a place to go that's just not the bathroom because that's the only door with a lock on it. <laughs> you know. That's my brother could relate to that big time. That huh. that was his uh, little getaway was uh, the bathroom and that guy. At least he's nice enough to announce. Um, for those of you that don't know, my brother is now living with me, and um, he at least announces that he's about to go to the bathroom. It's like a little, it's going to, you know, 30 minutes of this room will be occupied, and for 10 minutes afterward, it's going to be pretty bad. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, he blocks that window we know to pop in whenever uh, whenever he's done after a little bit. So he, it works out fine. But yeah, no, I love the digs. I'm happy to be here. I wanted to visit before. Yeah, dude. But I figured. 
why not visit and do some potting, dude? For sure, dude. Thanks for having me back on. Some fucking pod potting. Um, so right away, let's kick it off with uh, what do you got going on lately? What do you? What, what, what can the people uh, click uh, and go to to see you? Yeah, I, I don't know when this is coming out. You said you're kind of backlogged, yeah, so that's probably. fine. We're so, looking at New Year's time. Uh, yeah, just, just uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias at uh, your homie Pat, and then uh, babacocore.com for all the podcast stuff that I do and my comedy bio and all that stuff if you're looking into booking a comedian oh yeah a uh, chicano comedian yeah if you like diabetes jokes <laughs> hey hey don't give it all away bro <laughs> they gotta pay for it first <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay for the top tier uh the sugars jokes dude yeah but babacocore.com uh, and then uh at your homie pad on the socials and stuff nice 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 and you uh recently apparently i mean we we, we were gonna do this last week but uh patrick is uh Knocking bitches out with this comedy uh, <laughs> craftsmanship, and you got first. You you were like a winner in a contest. Though. Yeah, dude. Uh, I I hate comedy competitions. They're so. It's, it's also. I would imagine it's kind of cringy and awkward. But. It is awkward. It, it's it's really. Um, it hurts the soul. Comedy hurts the soul enough. But then to say like, hey, we're gonna like judge you on this, or you got to bring all your friends out. And oh, uh, like a battle of bands thing. Yes. I remember I hated that too. It's a uh, and and the older we get, it's hard to get your friends to come out. <laughs> I mean, I got I got friends that that love and support what I do from oh, a yeah. distance. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I won this uh, upstage comedy lounge that had a, a house MC contest. Uh, made it past the first round, and I thought, okay, that's all I'm gonna do. Uh, and then wound up uh, winning it. There was four, four, four winners, four out of eight. Nice. Okay. Okay. Four out of ten, I think. Uh, so yeah. So all that means is that we probably might get a hosting gig at Upstage if the touring acts don't have their own. Oh, situation. that's cool. So you're good. Yeah. 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 That's that's awesome. So you're you're kind of uh, ready. You're like in the short list. Of, yeah. If they need somebody, if they you're need there. somebody, yeah, they'll go down the list. I love stuff. that. So that's cool, man. Well, the thing about you that I think is different from other stand-ups is the fact that. You've been in a lot of competition. You've been a musician. You've been in high-pressure situations. And also, unlike a lot of... And yeah, you know, most stand-ups, I feel, just from the ones that I've followed, definitely don't have the best self-esteem. So I would imagine being critiqued yeah. or being in a contest, it's tough. And yeah. it, um, and you're kind of laying it on the line. And sometimes you're, you know, kind of... You're get, you're putting stuff out that you've been working on for quite a while. And it sucks if someone just doesn't feel it. Like, you know... Yeah, dude. And, and with, with stand-up, like, it's different... Every fucking time, you know, because like you don't you don't know the crowd, you don't yeah. know what they like. I don't know the judges, I don't know what they like. And then, yeah. uh, you know, the judges were kind of like they're they're local and they're they're comics and 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 they're of the scene. And so I was like, oh man, what do they know about me? What yeah. have they heard about me? Because believe it or not, you know, like people talk behind your back oh. and people like like. Like there's a oh man all right <laughs> are we gonna get, are we gonna get some drama or what holy shit it's a fucking podcastio exclusive nah man new new year new me I ain't starting no beefs man all, all my beefs are well, I'll tell you what if you're not funny go fuck yourself <laughs> no I'm just kidding uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that the, the the audience will let you know no yeah that's the thing the audience will let you know and then you gotta worry about like well what 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 is the, what are the judges looking for they didn't want dirty they didn't want Ooh. you know because to be a, a host challenge. to be a host you can't, you can't come out swinging. You can't come mm -hmm. out, you know, like guns ablaze and all that stuff. You you just got to set the audience up 
for the rest of the show to go good. Yeah. So you can't you can't uh, overwhelm them with like the f bomb, s bomb, sex jokes, drug jokes. You got to kind of keep it clean. Yeah. Leave all that stuff for the feature and the headliner for sure. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because you don't want to touch on a, some topic that a headliner is going to be touching on, and you're yeah. over here already throwing it out there. You want to engage with the crowd, but you don't want to do all the crowd work because that might be what the feature or the the headliner does and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it, you got to walk a thin it's line. A thin, for being, it's a balance for to be in the host, the MC and stuff. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I could imagine you as a host, and you see a guy, you're like, that guy looks too perfect to like. To, to do crowd work with, I'm going to save this weirdo that's in the front by himself yeah. wearing like a Hawaiian shirt or something and his dick is out or I don't know. Yeah, I usually don't attack people that uh, look like they've been attacked their whole life. Yeah. I usually go after the people that's that are like cool. really like put together, look like they have money. Like a like chat or something. Have a really hot like girl sitting next to him. Yeah. I don't know, is that the girlfriend? Is that the mistress? Is that the wife? So I'll usually, I like that. I'll pick on those people because they look, they look like they need it. I don't pick on like fat losers that look like me because you know <laughs> we don't really need that right now you know even though you could just flip any joke out like at the back of your pocket because you know you, you've heard them before yeah and but you're right though it's like it's a low-hanging fruit for you know for the standard uh, comedian i always feel bad when I, when i see an audience member that does not want to be involved gets involved by the the comic and they're like yeah. you know like what's up you fat virgin incel <laughs> motherfucker i was like damn dude like he's gonna kill himself and you keep digging into him like that yeah i like to go for the guys that fucking look like they have it all together they have yeah. this little you know this era of them or not era but uh, aura or whatever yeah yeah they, they yeah they they're kind of carrying this little this confidence of like no one ever fucks with me i've yeah. always been like you know, the starting whatever and whatever sport or whatever the so fuck. So I like to fuck with them. And I like stuff. that. Or a hot chick, too, would be kind of fun. Not, like, hardcore fuck with them, but just to kind of comment. Yeah, I, I usually don't go after chicks because... Uh, you don't know how their reaction will be? I don't know or? how their reaction would be. And then I, 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 I'm i a big guy. You know, like, maybe I, I seem kind of threatening and uh, stuff. Like, I've, I've done that before. Like, when I first started, I would lose my shit very easily. And I would start, like, yelling at, you know people in the audience like if they're talking while if you they're talking giving your stuff yeah yeah if they're like not paying attention if they're like you know all this stuff and especially at the open mics like you wait like an hour two hours to get up and then yeah. you finally get up for your four minutes and somebody's uh, like there's talking. just chicks like at a bachelorette party or and something and i was just like shut the fuck up <laughs> i can totally see it. i've seen you you had I, I i've heard you were working on it to not have so much bite yeah, but I know a couple of times I saw you. I can't wait. I need to see you again. I honestly, one of my goals this this next year is to physically be there for more of my friends. Yeah. I don't want to just see you when we're doing this shit. It's tough, dude. I mean, I, it does mean a lot. Of, I, I, like for everybody, you know, like uh, it, it's hard to support and also take away from your own time and stuff. We're all busy. We all got stuff to do. Yeah. You know? So I don't take it too personally. You know, like the the, the young cats in this, they have like. They have their entourage, you know, yeah. like, and they support each other, which is nice, but whatever. Like, it, it, this isn't a, a friend thing. This is like a comedy thing, you know. Keep it, yeah. Keep it separate, all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I can see how that works, man. But you know, either way, proud of you. Glad you're still fucking kicking, man. You've been yeah, doing this man. for a long time now. Yeah, almost five, six years. I'm, I'm having fun with it, dude. Having Holy fun. shit! And you're still, you're still married. For now, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, she's hella supportive, That's dude. awesome, she's man. She's hella supportive. Because that's not easy. No, dude. We're about to be 10 years married. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, January 7th will be 10-year anniversary. Holy shit. That is amazing, bro. Yeah. Like, 10 years. And, and it's got to kind of sometimes, 
be like, why why did he pick two different occupations that are incredibly difficult and time consuming? And- yeah, it's very time consuming and, and all that stuff. But I also think that also helps, you know, because like if we were like in each other's faces all the time yeah you know she, she she's cool man she don't mind me leaving she's for independent a bit. yeah yeah you gotta have that i think uh, honestly that's something that i've been looking for i just want someone that's independent that doesn't really need me to be there but i'm kind of like a little bonus time you know it's it's, yeah. uh, it's fun if i'm there i bring a little joy yeah i'm very blessed with that like she's uh she's understanding and she gets it and and she's okay with me spending time doing this other stuff and it especially helps when like competitions come around or when yeah. like a, a show opportunity comes around and like she's like, well, this is what you've been working for, you know? Yeah. Because I am, it. I am progressing. I'm not, I'm not like you're going not out stagnant. like getting drunk or yeah. just partying with the dude, like what I would be stuff. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Go shit face. So then she's like, "How did it go? I don't know. <laughs> I think it went well. I don't remember. <laughs> Couldn't tell you." No, that's awesome though, man. Do you ever like work your material uh, with her at all, or do you oh, kind of yeah, keep sure. that separate? No, for sure. I oh, run, that's I run cool. stuff by because I I do talk about her a lot, like. People think that I have like a really bad marriage, you know, because I I make jokes. You're here. doing bits, I yeah. Make jokes here and there and stuff, but the, all the jokes come from like maybe a, a fight or a moment or a conversation that that we're having and stuff. But of course, you know, my job is to like uh, exaggerate it and like make it make it funny, you know. Yeah, it's got to be a little embellished and a little yeah. spiced up, you know. So, but she she gets it, and I run everything by her because it is it is her life and it is you know all that stuff. But I mean, like. My what I do on stage is based on characters that I've created out of us. Exactly, this, it's not a hundred percent us, mm-hmm. you know, because that wouldn't be funny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. that that would just be a biography. Yeah, and you'd be giving it out, just reading it at a Barnes and Noble or something. Yeah, it's not as funny. So it's it's weird when people don't understand that, like I'm creating something. Yeah, well, I even get that with the podcasts, you know. Um, if someone listens to it, especially maybe someone I'm interested in, I'm always worried because yeah. I do over embellish. I do. There's this constant bit that mm. I just love Domino's and I eat it every day and I want to fuck the boxes. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, that my um, my box uh, mattress for, for my bed is made of Domino's. It's like this, the lore just keeps <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. And so if there's any Domino's related memes or anything, they, they send, send it to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and then like I'll, you know, might have some someone I'm interested in. They're like, so how many times do you eat Domino's? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's not really that often. It's not that often, it's but stuff happens. Yeah, it gets out of hand. You're ha- you're trying to do comedy. I mean, it's the, that's the point of it is to get a little silly. So yeah, who cares? Anyway, speaking of uh, uh, wonderful Chicano stand-up comedians, how about Paul Rodriguez? Is he still doing it? Is he still in the game? Here's what's what's funny. He was just in San Antonio a couple months oh, ago. You're right. You're right. And uh, so he was supposed to do a show Friday and Saturday. Something happened with this Friday show. He missed his plane, something like that. Damn. So the club, had, they put, uh, they got a couple of locals together. They did a showcase. I was on that showcase oh, for, the, for the Friday night. So what they did is that because they tried to contact everybody, hey, Paul's not going to be here. We'll refund your money, blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of people didn't get that message because it just mm. happened la- last minute. So, fuck. There's a crowd of people at LOL ready to see Paul Rodriguez. So they get to the thing and all that stuff. So anyway, the club, uh, they, they asked a bunch of us. I was on that thing. It was going to be like the fallout party or whatever. Just a It's show. kind of a scary gig. It was a very scary gig. <laughs> uh, and it got scary really fast. So I was on my way to the club. I was in the elevator. Yeah. 
a packed elevator with all these people looking, getting ready to go see Paul Rodriguez. So we get to the LOL floor. Uh, the elevator door. Of course, you don't take the escalator. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody's a comedian. All right, <laughs> so I'm. A, I love you. I'm in the back corner of this small elevator. The elevator is packed. The doors open. There's a guy on the outside. Right when the elevator doors opens, he just yells to the crowd inside the elevator, "No fucking Paul Rodriguez!" So everybody's like, "What? No way!" So nobody's fucking moving. I'm in the back corner, and I was like, excuse me, I gotta go go do a show. (laughs) And so they're just like, I'm squeezing through them, and I was like, fuck, dude, hopefully they don't stick around. Uh, The club wound up refunding everybody's money. They said, hey, we still got a show coming on. You can get it for free. You can enjoy it for free. Just come out. And people fucking stuck around, dude. It was a I would have. house. I mean, especially a free show. You got drinks there. Yeah. You figured, you know, if they had to do the babysitter stuff, they had to get everything situated. They're already there. So yeah. So come enjoy a free show. All and, those fellas uh, just air a million of one. And, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> they'll yeah, get yeah. their Paul Rodriguez fix. Yeah, dude. Uh, so <laughs> I, I got to do that show. Almost did it. Uh, two nights back to back because Paul he showed up for Saturday, but he didn't tell the club that he was there. Oh, so they had no idea. So the club had no idea. So they were so planning they, ahead. They called everybody. Hey, can you do it again? We're gonna run it again. Oof. And so I was like, Yeah, what let's fucking, fucking let's fucking do this. And then like about ten minutes before showtime, uh, the, the club contacts me. He's like, Hey, Paul showed up. We're not gonna do it. Uh, but if you're on your way, free drinks. And I was like, Cool, I'm on my way. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I've heard. Uh, you know, I've heard some pretty good things about LOL, and I feel like they do a pretty good job out there. So yeah, man, it's a great club. You gotta um, work. You gotta you gotta roll with the punches. You know, you're dealing with uh, stand-up comedians. You're dealing with airplanes. You're dealing with a lot of tr- logistics, and sometimes things don't work out. Yeah, uh, but so he was there Saturday. I got to see the show on Saturday. He's 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 still good, man. He's still got the he's the, still good. The, the flow. Still got the flow, man. I I, I don't he's think always he lose that stuff. Yeah, and he's always been, you know, not an overly like blue comedian, right? Like he, I feel like he's always been pretty. No, it's not dirty at all, man. Not too dirty. I mean, he'll say things, but he's not like an edge lord type of stuff. He yeah, just talks about him, his family. He talked about his son a lot. Do you know his son was a, is a famous skateboarder? Yes, yeah, Paul Rodriguez Jr. Yeah, you uh, didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, his his son might be worth more than him at For this point. Sure, his son is good. For sure. Sure. And he's attractive, and uh, well, Paul Rodriguez isn't. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't seen uh, the the sun. Hey, twisted listeners! I'm Cindy, and I'm Diva, and we are Twisted Listers, a weekly podcast about murder and lists. Each week, we choose a new topic and we cover ten cases, all under that common theme. We've done incredible, fun topics like family annihilators, cannibals, killer grandmas. And we've also done survivor stories for those of you that like a more uplifting tale. So if this sounds like your kind of party, join us every Monday wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So yeah, we hope you tune in and we hope that you stay off our lists. Bye. In this movie, I feel like it captures the essence of because he he directed it. I'm not sure if he wrote it. He it, Probably, it, it it was a, uh, from a story, a Mark Twain story. That's right. So it's based off the concept of uh, basically getting this check or a note yeah. to be able to, and, but not being able to spend it and having to return it. What's weird, though, is like because it, how, it comes up, it was released one, the name one. A million I to noticed one. this, too. And then when you look it up online today, it's <clears throat> the number one, a million to one. Fucking woke culture, bro. I was bro. like, what is that about? <laughs> 
<laughs> and again, it is a little. It is a. It, I think it would seem it would seem more kind of racist if it was written or directed by a white guy, but this is from this is a movie about Latinos yeah. with Latinos in it. I think it's okay to make the joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's not that horrible of a joke. We've all made that joke with our friends named Juan before. Yeah. Um. So it's like I didn't see a big deal about it. But even on Tubi, they have it as one o. You know, O N E. Yeah, which I thought was so weird. I thought I was having a Mandela effect thing. Me too, because I always thought I was. Oh, I thought it was Juan this whole time. Yeah. I always thought it was Juan. <laughs> and then I went to go look it up because I wanted to look up some characters, some very questionable characters that they. Or that one oh. questionable, questionable character. Yeah. I was like, who is that guy? Uh, it is in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. I said he, I, what I put in my notes is he's in browner face. <laughs> Yes, dude. <laughs> He's just slightly a little more toasted. Which was so... But With it, the it accent. Was, it was 94, I guess. Yeah. But it was so unnecessary it to have rough. that character. Uh, Didn't need him. Did th- not need him. He could have been anybody else. Or you could just hire an actual Indian person. Yeah. You know? just There's plenty of Indian actors out there. You did not need to hire something Serna or whatever his... Uh, I didn't remember his first name, but I I did look that up Cerna. too because I was curious if Pepe it was Pepe Serna. Pepe Serna, yeah, who has done some work before. I mean, he's been around. He's a, yeah, he's a great like, yeah. actor. You know, he's been in some like legit stuff. But I guess this was very early on in his, his career. He's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take a do- I'll take that job. Yeah, pay me, I don't care. I'm sure, and it seems kind of like it really does look like Paul Rodriguez definitely you know reached out to a lot of his people that he had already maybe worked with or knew already or had some sort of relationship with yeah i was surprised that he directed i didn't know that he directed these these movies was that his first movie do you know yes, that yes that's his is his debut yeah wow and not bad i mean i know i know you told me you hate it I didn't hate it. It, w- it was rough. It was very- you came so before we hit record, he was. He, I was waiting for like this fucking speech, and I was like, "Hold on to it," because you were like, "Yeah, too bad it sucks." I'm like Jesus Christ, it was rough to watch, dude. The acting is so bad. It's not. Yeah, Paul Rodriguez's acting is really bad, and which which sucks is that because he's around some very legit actors that does hurt it. Yes, and so you see the different dynamics mm-hmm. that they have. Totally Blana is great. Yes. And yeah. so he's serving up this one line, and Paul's just like, huh? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, fucking get, get it together, dude. He was definitely there. Like, you can notice the little moments where it's like, you know, Paul, just do your thing and just do bits. And, like, when he's in prison and he's like, oh, <laughs> I got, yeah. the, you know, tuberculosis, I got the Hong Kong flu. Or, yeah. He says Hong Kong flu. So what if he had said Wuhan? Dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He predicted it. Ahead of his time. Ahead of his time, Paul Rodriguez. But, like, yeah, there's little bits there where it's like, okay, he's doing his thing. I would imagine that being funny in 94. I mean, it's not really funny now, but, like, um, him, you know, doing the weird faces. You know, there's moments where they do, like, close-ups of his face. And he's like, you know, when he sees uh, – when he's having that, like, dream of um, the, uh, the the Im- immigration yeah. social worker – the and white lady that saves the day. The white, yeah, the great white hope. Yeah. And, um, well, that's one thing about this. It's a very podcastial type film. You have a plenty of rich whites. Also, I mean, it revolves around, there's got this one rich white who's the banker, and then a rich white who's just like an asshole guy who's like a stockbroker, yeah. and it's the, the social worker's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's a racist piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, describes mariachi music as uh, through the, the, the melody of uh, Woody Woodpecker <laughs> when he laughs. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Like what? I've never made that connection. <laughs> yeah, dude. But a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, 
And, you know, one thing I do get, like, yeah, it was a, a Great White Hope movie, um, which there have been plenty. Um, but one thing I'll give this movie credit, which you still to this day uh, don't see too often, is that the romantic interest, you know, which is norm- usually a woman, um, is of the same age of of the actual protagonist or the male lead. Because okay. a lot of times they always hire some younger chick that you're like there's no way she would ever be interested in this guy she's actually they're actually born in the same year 1955 so they're actually the same age in this film Uh. because i noticed it right away i was like he could have easily especially in 94 hired some hotter you know not that she's not she's gorgeous but like some hotter young um actress yeah, but it probably would, it would have been too obvious that oh that's it would have be been the silly. love interest. Yeah, you know? it would have been silly. You don't really get it. Like oh, is she just trying to help? Does she just have mm-hmm. compassion for this? Yeah. Guy? Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna fall in love. Yeah, that's uh, true. It does make it more believable um, that she would fall in love with him. And uh, I felt I felt she did a good job. She did do a good job. She did. Uh, her thing was she's one of those white people that love to be uh, ethnic with it. You know, like she would say Spanish words or she would enjoy, you know, the cuisine and the music. Yeah. And I was like, you, you don't really like this stuff. <laughs> Polly Draper, that's her name. I was trying to look it up. Yeah, Polly Draper. But you're right. She, well, I mean, you got to think, like, she's in L.A. Most of her clientele are of Mexican descent. I'm sure she has some, you know, it's still L.A., so she probably has some, you know, Asian you know, Indian, like, the, that's when the L.A. is just like New York. It's like, a, it's just so many different, yeah. you know, ethnicities there um, and a lot of immigrants there. But I would imagine maybe she would pick up the lingo a little bit. And it made more sense for her to do it than when the banker does. I, I've actually mentioned that I'm probably on this podcast or maybe a guesting on a podcast where it really annoys me when I meet a white guy. Is This used to happen a lot when I was young. Like, if we had, like, a white substitute. And he'd be like, hey, amigo, how's it yes, going? I'm like, bro, you dude. don't need to call me amigo yes. just because I'm Chicano. <laughs> I just say gracias. Like, yeah. Oh, like, come on. Just say thank you, dude. <laughs> come on. That isukasa, mikasa isukasa, like, we don't need any of those Hallmark bullshit sayings. Like, you don't have to do that. Just speak how you fucking speak. Yeah. I, like, what do they expect? They're going to, oh, you, you connect to me. We're <laughs> friends now. Yes. You know? I feel safe with you. I'm not a fucking, like, hurt puppy, dude. Like, <laughs> just fucking be real with me. I think they. Di- I think a lot of people, especially back in the day, would genuinely get excited. Like, oh, yeah, and I get to say a few Spanish words now because we have, you know, there's this, like, Latino in my room. And, yeah. You know, I don't get it, but it's just always been a thing that's annoyed me. And I, I think that's why in this movie they purposefully do that with a lot of the white characters. Yeah. They throw in little little Spanish phrases and things like that. Yeah. So the especially banker that banker. And then the guy at the uh the suit store. Yes. Oh yes, he does. And sometimes it's to be pretty racist. Like him, the 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 bald guy you gotta love that bald with the ponytail with the look. Ponytail, that yeah. is the most nineties fucking shit. It's basically what the mullet was in the eighties. Like yeah. um the bald with the ponytail just holding on to it, man. Just holding on. And it's so funny how, like, they made him, like, overly racist. He's like, oh, these migrant workers are in here with this fake check. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks it's, like, a fake check. Uh, yeah, he scoffs at them. Like, he just laughs in their face like yeah. an asshole. And that's when the owner, who has a hell of a mu- – a lot of good mustaches for a 90s movie, Yeah, the there way. was. Yeah. Owner has a mustache. Um, of course, you know, we're, we're honoring Edward James almost, but we're also um, – 
we're also honoring the brother, uh, and I, I probably mentioned it in the in the cold open. Were they are they brothers, brothers, or I think they're all brothers, brothers. I thought they were like just play uncles. And I also oh, think... Oh, you think they're just roommates? I oh, Bert Rosario is the other one. The brother that kind of looks like Mexican Luigi? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gay one, right? I guess he's gay. He's definitely um uh more infeminate. They don't ever mention he's gay, but he's yeah, more infeminate. I, I thought the... They the, both kind of infeminate. I thought the uncles were, you know, Oh, like friends couple. that were gay? Yeah, gunkles. You, what? I thought they were gunkles. <laughs> gunkles? Yeah. Is that a fake? Or you just made that up? The gay uncles. <laughs> you know? These are my uncles. Yeah. Um, maybe I, I didn't think about it that way. I was genuinely thinking that 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 they were his brothers I, this whole time because they were so close. Like they were incredibly interested in his life. But I guess close friends could be that way too. Yeah, especially if you come here illegally as a pact. You know, you're like, oh, we're brothers now. Yeah, man, man, and you had the chance to ask him too. You could have asked him uh, when you. <laughs> When you're at the club with Paul Rodriguez there. Hey, were those two guys, were they gay friends of yours (laughs) or brothers? Yeah, missed opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, because you're right. There is a – early on in the film, it's kind of implied that they're very close because they're both on a couch. How many times – novellas. Yes, and they are like hip to hip on that couch. Yeah. You know, it's a love seat. Yeah. And they're crying to a novella. You're right. Maybe. I thought they were just doing a bit, but – and then there was a one yeah. moment where they were talking about like what they would do with the money, and and the mustache gay uncle said like, "Oh, I'll probably like start a farm," and the other one who's probably like playing it straight, he's probably like the top or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I get some hot chicks," and then they kind of laugh about it, like, "Yeah, chicks." <laughs> For sure. I mean, it does feel like um, Alvaro is the one with the 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 mustache brother. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, 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 but. <laughs> Honestly, it would have been funnier or it would have been more interesting if they just did make them gay friends that he that are like family to him, you know? And I also think just at, at that time, like, it didn't need to be said, even if they were gay, a gay couple, uh, it didn't need to be said. You know, people just like, oh, they're just the uncles or, you know, they're just friends. Yes. It didn't matter if they were or weren't. Yeah, well, back in the 90s, they never wanted to explicitly have gay characters, so they, yeah. it was always implied Impl- stuff. Yeah. Like in Mrs. Doubtfire, the guy that helps him with the makeup and the wig, obviously a gay man. You but... think so? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I gotta check it out again. I don't remember a gay man. Oh, baby. You hear that voice? Yeah, oh, I love that guy. I wish I can't think of his name, but that dude is fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the few things that holds up in that film. I haven't revisited that one, but hopefully there's no mustaches and y'all don't make me cover it. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, no. I So tell me, what, what was it that you felt was um, – what was it that kept it from being a good movie for you or a movie that you would want to rewatch? I think it was just like – like the acting, the, you the said? Act, Paul's, Paul's acting. I guess it was his first role. I guess yeah. it was weird for him to be the director as well. But and it's just like you. Even the kid was a good actor. Everybody was. The they kid had, was good. They had solid actors, and then Paul would just kind of like mess it up a little bit, you know, kind of yeah. take take you take you out of like oh the seriousness of it. Like even the first scene where he comes into the neighbor's apartment to pick up his son. Oh yeah, it looked like he was acting in a porno. <laughs> like just his delivery. I didn't even think about that. Just his delivery was just so like. Yes, it's very deadpan and dull. It doesn't have any life to it. You yeah. wouldn't. You don't believe that he knows these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like he's just meeting him for the first. He does always seem kind of uncomfortable. Yes. 
Always uncomfortable. Yeah, I would say I would honestly. I think the best scene, one of the better scenes, is the whole thing with um, when Cheech Marin, who who has a kind of a cameo, I guess you call it. Yeah, shell shock. Yeah, yeah, he plays <laughs> shell shock, which I don't know what that what that's about, but uh, and he's someone that he's a homeless guy that just does you know pulls these. Uh, Griffs, yeah, and he acts like he's a Vietnam veteran. Which, by the way, in LA, I think pretty confident they would just pass you by and not start kissing you and shit. I know that was so wild. <laughs> they had hot chicks just come out of their car, <laughs> like a red Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. Like, look at you! Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he was a little like a nanito. You know, he wasn't like a little person. Like yeah. they were gonna go and kiss him and stuff. And yeah. not that you should go around kissing little people. They're just like us. You don't need to be kissing them just because <laughs> yeah. they have mustaches and they fought in Vietnam. Yeah. But like, and then I think he even has like a little sign that says, "We'll work." Like, we'll we'll work for sex. We'll work. <laughs> yeah, dude. He had game out there. I mean, I guess that's what you needed. It's just confidence. Just put it out there. I guess so. Pick it up, you know. But that worked well because you had this like outlandish cartoon character. And then Paul Rodriguez is this more kind of dry kind of character that he's playing. And it worked a little bit better there. Yeah. You know, but yeah, there's a lot of parts. Um, I think he did okay with because he had that kind of um, aura about him or that energy uh, being a fish out of water because he had never experienced. He's literally supposed to be uh, he is a Mexican immigrant yeah. and he actually is in real life. But um, he's a Mexican immigrant in this film and. He ends up in a situation where this limo pulls up, gives him an envelope, and the envelope has a little letter and a check for a million dollars. Yeah. And the letter says something like – even I was confused by the fucking letter because it's very um, vague and and it seems like a riddle or some shit. But basically it's like, hey, I'm giving you this million dollars. Um, do with what you want with it. But if you return it um, 30 days from now, this same check, yeah. then – You'll I'll have a gift for you or something like that, right? Yeah. Like a prize or You'll something. Get a reward, a reward. Um, which is really weird because it's like, so what if he had just cashed it? Yeah, and just and then just moved. kept it. <laughs> yeah, I would have just moved to Austin or something. Yeah, <laughs> like all the other comedians are doing. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy too. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like like, okay, you have this check that you haven't cashed, and then you start just getting free shit. Like, people yeah. just started giving him free shit. He got a car. He got suits. He got The car is equipment. the hardest to believe. Yeah. Like, I can imagine, like, a, a, a you know, you go to a Joseph A. Bank or a men's warehouse or something. I don't know any fancy. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know any fancy suit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Joseph A. Bank, I just know as the commercials that it looks fancy. But I would imagine you go in there and you have the check. And you're like, yeah, I have a bank guy that's actually going to be, you know, bankrolling this. And he gives you, like, oh, yeah, he'll be coming in and investing here. This money's legit. I've checked it. Yeah. I can imagine being like, we'll give you a line of credit. Almost like when you uh, apply for a loan okay, somewhere. Okay. Or for apply for a credit card. Yeah. But instead of the credit card, they're like, we know you're good for it because your bank said you have this money. Yeah. You have the collateral. That's board. the only thing I could think of. And the collateral for the business, maybe. But getting a car, getting sports gear, and like, yeah, that's a little. I don't see a car salesperson being like, wait, you're going to leave with. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> me any information. I don't have your social. I don't have your green card because <laughs> he doesn't even have a green he doesn't card. Have a green card, yeah. That's what he's working on throughout this film. He's trying to get a green card, which I think requires him to get a job. 
and something like that. He has to like have certain qualifications and um, a job that only he's qualified for, or something like that, like a special yes. skill job, or, or get married, own a business, or own a business, or get married. Yeah, yes, those are the only thing. American, yeah, yes, and that that's when he's that's when we first meet um, uh, the uh, the Great White Hope. Uh, <laughs> Olivia, Olivia, yeah, and she's incredibly cute. She kind of has a Kim Control thing going on, um, yeah, but redheaded. Yeah. I like it. She's cute. She was she was pretty hot for the ninety four. She's uh, like a hot mom. All right, I don't. <laughs> I got, you know I've been talking about a lot of hot moms on the show, and I apologize. I don't. It's not. A, Is that your thing? No, I, I don't. I went way too high, right, with the no, <laughs> no, no. Um, I like a hot mom like anyone else does. I would imagine it's not to an extreme. I guess that's safer. I've like we're gonna go way off. I've been going to okay. Like, I've been I guess going, that's safer. Oh God, because I've been going to the extreme of like I would say younger. You know, uh-huh. maybe in their twenties, and I'd be like, "Whoa, what is up with that?" Wait, okay, and then I'd be like. What am I doing? You, you mean know? in real life? Yes, in real life. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Every, well, this is all real life. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean in real life? I, mean, yeah. I don't know if your wife listens to this. I don't. I don't know. She probably doesn't. Who would? I talked to my wife about it. We we check. So out, you've just been noticing like twenty something year olds, and you're just like, wow, like she looks great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, before, like, I would be like, ah, what are they? What are these idiots doing? You know, like they don't know anything about nothing. And now I'm yeah. just like. I don't care reason. if they're stupid. They look good. Oh, nice. You're going to creepy uncle level. You're, ah, you've almost got to that age. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. When, what I've read, it was, a, it was a, it's some kind of psych, psychology uh, book or whatever, that men, what we see attractive, like you know, when we're 25 years old and we, we see chicks in their 20s and we're like, wow, they're so hot, that part of our brain does not change in how we see attract, like what we see that is attractive even when we're 80. Yeah. So you could be an eighty-year-old and still see a twenty-five-year-old, be like, "Oh, it's a very attractive woman." Yeah. It's the it's the um, impulse to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's where that's I'm when at. you that's reach the like, creepy level. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't, don't say, say anything. But I've never been into like the older chicks, even as a kid. Oh I've never no! Been into older chicks. You see, I've always, I think I've always, um, I had an interaction when I was uh, fourteen with a nineteen-year-old, and um, that I think that triggered something in me to always kind of be attracted to older women that know a little bit more. They're more confident. They know what they're doing. Oh, really? So as I get older, older women than people, women that are older than me, I and not to say I won't date women younger than me. I'll do that too. That's fine. But like I just, for some reason, I've always found it attractive, the confidence that they have. Really? Yeah. No, I don't don't like that. I like them to be uh, dumb and dumb and hot. Oh, these, are jokes. these are jokes. <laughs> it's comedy. comedy. This is the comedy <laughs> category of podcasts. You can double check your yeah. iPhone thing. Uh, I did. I did. It, they did make sense as a couple. Uh, Paul Rodriguez and Olivia Smith. Smith. Yes. Yeah, they did make. So it wasn't like she was like out of his league. You no, know, like I, I, I hate, mean, I hate when they look like that. When like she's just too hot and he's just like, oh, like King of Queens. Yeah, like it just doesn't. Oh, make Kevin s- James isn't horrible looking. It makes sense after the fact, but at an, like the first thought of it, like this, the, this couple, the King and Queens couple, didn't make sense. It makes yeah. sense later on with their chemistry and stuff. But what I'm saying, like just like based off their just their looks alone, they looked compatible in that. I would say. I mean, I think. Paul Rodriguez, he's definitely not the most. Attra- 
We have the same watch on. Oh, wow. He's oh. definitely not the... <laughs> well, now you know we're recording in person. <laughs> yeah. um, he's uh, he's not the most attractive uh, 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 Mexican immigrant out there, but... <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> but, um, you know, he has troll-like facial qualities, you know, like, he has very... He's like, looks like... He's kind of... He's not a dashing man, but he has kind eyes. You know, he looks like a really? nice guy to me. You don't think he's dashing? Well, that with that mullet, ninety four, <laughs> that ninety four mullet. Um, no, I don't. I, and I think she's really pretty. So, like, I don't know if I agree with that entirely. But I really, okay. but it, once again, it goes into the whole thing: the fact that she's at least his, you know, around his age group. I thought, I, I thought him. Him and uh, Olivia Smith made more sense than him and the girlfriend that keeps going back to that bad guy. Oh, way, oh yeah, way more sense. I thought he was going to, initially in the film, I thought he was going to fall in love with um, that the woman that takes care of his kid. Anita. She's no. a little older, but. Yeah, no. Yeah, she was yeah, way she was a little. Older. She was a little older. But, you know, by the way, so the little sick girl, Patricia, I think it's Patricia, and she yeah. dies of ammonia or whatever. Yeah. Um, Billy, uh, Bernie Mac style, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> I think that's how he died. I have no idea. I think that's how he died of ammonia. Um, but uh, that's played by Leslie Dannon, who uh, famously I covered in a Patreon episode of the Grind Bin. Um, I don't know if you remember this. is a Power Rangers ripoff show. It was called Tattoo Teenaging. Wait, Tattoo Teenaging. Wait, fuck. Tattoo Teenager Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. There you go. No. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> The longest fucking day. Yeah, dude. And it was actually played at night because it was a spiff. It was like a little, what would you call like a, um, they were doing a Power Rangers ripoff, but they were very self-aware they were doing it. It was a joke, like a yeah, spoof of Yeah, kind it. of a spoof. Yeah. And But it was still kind of wholesome, and it didn't have any adult stuff, except Leslie Dannon plays one of the, um, I can't remember which one, but it's like Apollo and... I, I only remember Apollo, but there's a bunch. They're all, like, different, I guess, what, Greek uh-huh. gods or something? Yeah, yeah. She plays one of them, and uh, there's an episode where I think they're able to make wishes or something like that, and one of them wishes for her clothes to be off, and she's just in a bra and panties. Really? And she's supposed to be, like, 16. Jesus. <laughs> and you know what? If you look up Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills— that is usually the first scene that pops up on YouTube. Really? So I guess there's a bunch of kids. Like, I mean, obviously, when I saw it, I was a kid, so I thought it was hot. Like, it was like getting to see Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, if we could have seen her. Um, I don't yeah, know if you even were into Power Rangers, but uh, like, yeah, I, I knew of them. You but... knew of because you're a little older than me, so I don't, yeah. I don't know if you were into it as much, much as I was. Not by much. Not by, I know, Jesus. but it only takes a couple of years for you not to be into something. Like, I'm not that much into Pokemon because I was slightly yeah, I was too old into, for it. Never into Pokemon. Yeah, I kind of yeah. missed that wave. Um, but we were both definitely in the Pogs wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit caught us real quick. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't want to come down. Uh, I still have them. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, th- I just remember that scene, and I recognize her face right away, and I follow her on Instagram. Really? She's still so gorgeous. Really? She's absolutely stunning, man. Interesting. I He's thought- a mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mom. <laughs> No, I thought I thought that character was was really cool. I, I they from that moment on in the movie, that part of the movie on, that's when like it got really serious and it became oh, yeah. like a whole different thing. It became kind of a novella on its own. Yeah, at the end there because it's all coming down. It where, was all goofy. It was all yeah. light and playful, and then it got like real. Um, this is the "It's a Wonderful Life" moment when he's like, 
he's no longer exists and all this shit's falling apart and you know his brothers are mad at him yeah because um doesn't his brother uh Tony uh Blana like doesn't he tell him some bullshit about like um it kind of makes it seem like he blames him for like the the girl dying or something like you could have done something about this yes. or you yes, know. that part that was a very strong moment that had yeah. nothing to do with Paul. All Paul had to do was just sit, just and take sit there it. and look sad. But that was a fucking very strong acting moment on Paul. You said, yeah, no, uh, Tony, Tony. Uh, yeah, Tony Plano, yeah, he he's um hell of a freaking actor. Yeah, dude, I covered him. I think he was in Zoot Suit with Edward James Olmos, uh, who, by the way, we haven't mentioned yet. I haven't mentioned yet, but he's <laughs> sort of it's. It's kind of rare that we honor. Well, no, it's not actually. We actually have rare a lot. We have actually honored a lot of uh, mustachioed actors that don't come into the film till like an hour. Yeah. And he literally, we see him for the first time <laughs> an hour into this film. He didn't have to do shit. He barely has any lines. Yeah. Well, there was a mural of him, wasn't that him? I saw that too in at the, the beginning. very beginning. I think so, and it didn't even have that. I thought that was going to be in like the trivia or whatever. And IMDb, and I didn't see it in there, but I'm pretty confident they purposefully filmed that because he's yeah. kind of the angel in this film. Yeah, I don't know if he's celestial or supernatural, or whatever, but they no, make it seem pe- that way. But not really. the people could see. Him. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, they could see Clarence, and it's a Wonderful Life. Uh, so maybe. I don't know. It could have been because they they make it very. They make it very mysterious because he's kind of walking into this blue light at the okay, very end. And yeah. I was waiting for him to just like fly up or like disintegrate or something. I don't know why. I'm glad they didn't do that. I would have been I, mad too. I would have been like, come on, dude. You just want me back. And you're going to do this <laughs> bullshit? Because the, end, the, it, the ending of that movie is very strong. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't match up to how the, the movie begins. Because you think, oh, this is going to be silly. And I wonder if that's why they changed the name to one, so it'll be considered more serious. Yeah, because it's it I mean there's it's definitely it's supposed to be it's a romantic comedy that yeah. has some drama in it. Yeah, there is a message in this. It's like it's not just it's not like the pest. Or it's not oh, like God. Just, just like a movie just for like the Born silly, in East LA. Just the silliness of it. Yeah. Or the Cheech and Chongs. Yeah. You know. It has a purpose, it had a message and all that stuff. And so maybe they maybe they changed it to one instead of one. Uh, yeah, to make it to less make it more serious. Yeah. yeah, make it more serious. Take it more serious. You're right. I think, and I, and I think it could be justified in that sense. If I think about it in that way, I think changing it, changing it to to O N E one, it does fit the film better. May, I think maybe it's already it was already going to be a niche film in '94. Yeah. Like I don't think there was a lot of. Um, non-Hispanic Latino families going to see this film. Yeah. Because, I mean, Paul Rodriguez was a name, but he wasn't... I don't think he was... I They must have believed that he could be because um, they gave him enough money to make this film and, and allow him to direct it. a lot it. of power. Yeah, yeah a lot too. of power and influence on the film and probably casting, too. Um, and they trusted him enough to, to, to be able to, to pull this off. I'm not sure how much money it made, but... Um, you know, it's a, it's not a huge budget film it though. Like, it's not yeah. like a lot of stuff. It's a lot of different locations. I'm sure that was kind of expensive. I like that they film in a lot of real parts of L.A. Yeah, and they really capture that early '90s L.A. That you know, I mean, it's still kind of rough in those neighborhoods. But man, you could really like tons of graffiti and yeah. like, fucking. You know, you gotta love the murals that have probably been there forever. 
I really like the vibe of it. Um, and then like they have like the rich white party that he goes to mm-hmm. the when he first meets Edward James Olmos. And he's and that's the thing that makes me feel like he's some sort of angel, like a real one, because his name is Angel. Mm-hmm. Because he's in all white and no one else is in all white. Yeah. He's like um in that Bruce Almighty movie where uh what's his name is in all white? Uh the guy that plays God. Um, Morgan Freeman. Yes, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I don't know how I couldn't think of his name. But yeah, like that's what kind of made me think. But I, I'm like I'm with you. I hope he's just a real uh, cartel Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah. is he so rich? Why do they have all this money that he's just giving away <laughs> to people? Yeah, because he he may not spend the million, but he still buys the the lease of a building for him. Yeah, you know, to to open his kitchen. Which I like that too. I like how it wasn't like a brand new building. It was still so, like was, a, a fixer yes. upper. You're gonna need to work your you're way to get to work this on to be this. successful. We're, I'm giving this to you, but you're still gonna have to work at it. Yeah. And he was like, "This is fucking ours. This is awesome." You know? Yeah, because like he's that. humble. Yeah. Because he lived the life of luxury for a month. Um, we don't know how he qu- quite how he did it. Uh, I guess just showing the check around. But even he's puzzled by it, too. Yeah. Because it's a world he doesn't understand. Yeah. And I think these people do. And I think when you're waving around a check of a million dollars to your name and you're the, the, the rich white guy at the bank has approved it and said it's legit, mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing what you can get away with. It kind of reminds me of how famous people – it's always rubbed me the wrong way, especially when I was a kid, because I think I remember hearing some athlete get interviewed or an actor get interviewed, and they made like a big movie like in Philly or something, and they're like, yeah, I'd never pay for a drink in Philly. And I'm like, it's so funny like these actors that are millionaires and could buy the bar yeah. or could buy a drink for everyone in there, they get the free stuff, Yeah, and we don't get shit. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, and so... I think for once he got to see how that other side lives, mm-hmm. where if you're coming in with all this clout, all of a sudden people are there because they want your business. You mm-hmm. know, So I, I, I kind of see that, and I like the fact that instead of him just being given shit that he didn't deserve, this is something that he gets that prize because he didn't use the check, and he gets to like really work on something mm-hmm. from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. You know, He just at least... Now he's a citizen. He and he was going to become one anyway because he's probably going to marry uh, Olivia. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end they have a. She's pregnant. Yeah, with Esperanza. Esperanza. It means, it means hope. hope. It means hope. I like the little kid. Like it means hope. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <When> your child. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine, like, even though I sound like this, I always imagine if I had a kid, he'd be like, "Hello, puppy," <laughs> like for no reason. <laughs> that would be amazing, dude. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, all in all, man, I I agree with a lot of your points. I think there there is a really I think there's a really good heart. Like there's a good this this movie comes from a really good place. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of heart in it. It it's I don't know how to explain. It. It's almost like a, a warm cup of cardo. You know, like it's 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 very. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me in a shitty way. It's something I could just kind of watch whenever. Yeah. It feels. It, it's not a hard watch. You know. I kind of wish it, it would have stayed silly. I, th- I, w- I wish it would have been more silly. Like the whole the 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 neighbor dying. That was heavy. That was a little heavy for. And then yeah, and they the, set it up early too. The, yeah, they set up and it didn't make any sense too. Like they're like, oh, it's so cold in here. Why? It's summertime outside. Yeah. What are you talking about it's so cold, and you're by the window. What are you doing? Yeah. Take it her just, to the hospital. Didn't make any sense. And then, but it was it was very heavy when the when the daughter died from pneumonia, 
and then the mom loses faith. She takes down all the fucking uh, the vegan. Oh the yeah, because she stuff. was one of those moms. Did you ever have any of those uh, relatives? Was like that. Yeah, yeah. My grandma was very much like that. Candle for every saint, Candle necklace, everything. Yeah, all the necklaces and everything. The sage. Yeah, I, my mom was watching this with me this morning, and my mom goes, "Jeez, even your grandma wasn't that bad." <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, my grandma had a lot of uh, different candles, but she wasn't that into it where she was going to, like, fucking, I don't know, spray aerosols. That was actually kind of funny when she's trying to treat, like, help him because he needs money. Yeah. And she makes him, like, drink this. What is it? <laughs> just just drink <laughs> he's like, it. <laughs> he's, like, she's, like, spraying aerosol spray. Yeah. That shit would have given me an asthma attack back then. I would have fucking fell apart but yeah, and then uh, she's praying she's like well it's out of our hands yeah because you know? no. that's that's up to the lord that's, that's religion in general yeah that's the faith and so it's so, so heartbreaking when like she takes everything down from that and like oh we're, the little boy's like where are all the saints she's like i don't need them anymore or they, they don't work for me anymore it's like oh because yeah. i'm not even religious but when people like lose their religion like that she's i feel like, bad oh, man, no. yeah me too i'm the same way and then the kid um, brings in this. He's like a really good draw, like really good for being his age. Like yeah. this looks amazing. This yeah. guy's the the next. Um, what was that? Vato that's from um, that went to Burbank. That was a big artist, local artist. Valdez. Shit. Valdez. Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the next Valdez dude. Yeah. Uh, and um, and he gives her this 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 drawing that he did of Patricia, and she has like a halo now because yeah. she's, she's gone. Your angel now. It's deep for like a little kid to be that like. That attuned yeah. to loss is pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The film does take quite a drastic uh, step back into the drama world, the sad drama. Yeah, so it drops off so fucking hard, dude. But that is culturally, you got to admit, a lot of Latino films from that time and even now, there's always tragedy. Yeah. You know, there's always hardcore tragedy, but those are usually straight ass drama films yeah. and with little comedic bits. Yes, but I, this I is like, different. I like that. I like the the uh, comedic relief here and there yes. in a serious situation. But the movie itself started off very kind of silly. silly. Yeah, uh, every now and then they would have like real moments and stuff. Like another heartbreaking moment was like when like he notices that there's a letter with a check, and so he tells his son, "Oh, can you read this? Because my eyes burn." I was like, "Oh, damn." Well, you might be dyslexic, or you might not be able to read. read. Yeah, you know, Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding. Well, we can make that joke. But yeah, no, I I thought that was very um, that was a sweet moment because he has his son there to help him out yeah. with those kind of things. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times um, I had friends that like their parents would come to some uh, you know parent. Uh, like open house or something for the school especially in elementary Mm -hmm. and they were raised by their like grandparents Mm -hmm. you know and their grandparents only knew spanish and back then in the 90s y'all they were not so cool about speaking spanish and they they were very much more on like um assimilating us and whitewashing our culture especially in san antonio san antonio speak english or die (laughs) (laughs) and so a lot of times my friends would have to be that translation expert yeah, dude. You know? I've, I've I've seen that in person before, and like it's very like it's awkward. It's it's kind of heartbreaking and stuff like that. It is. Like, I don't know. They're they're not they're not they're not dumb people. They just they just that's not the way that they were brought up. That's no. not their world, you know. No. And the world was fine when it was just like stuff that I understood, just my language. Yeah. You know, but then when you have to like 
learn a different language and it's so it's so hard yeah it's already tough as a parent to like or a guardian to get involved in your kid's schooling like going to pta meetings and stuff it's even harder if you also aren't that comfortable with the language like i would be terrified so i always gave them a lot of credit for that and um even as a kid like i can tell like it it was a difficult situation for them and i and that i was lucky that you know at least my my parents were um were bilingual because they were both born uh in in um texas yeah but um, and we do have family in in Mexico, and I think we have some in California as well. But yeah, like I I always felt kind of lucky because I mean I had friends that would get in trouble for saying colors in Spanish when we were like in kinder and really? stuff. Yeah, like they did not want you to speak Spanish, and now they have like dual language mm-hmm. and. You know, I there, there's some kid named Kendall right now. He's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this is like there's some kid right now that just knows Spanish and has an accent because like they learn it as like little kids. Yeah, as a hobby. Yeah, yeah. it's like a hobby. <laughs> yeah, but I think dude. it's a good thing, though, because it is the number one spoken language in the world. So yeah. I, I believe. So I feel like um, I feel like it's important. Mm hmm. Um, and I and I really do want to speak it more. I would like to be like fully fluent in it and stuff. But I do like the fact that they kind of mix it up in this one. And a lot of times they don't subtitle the Spanish in this film. They don't. At you either all. know what they're saying yeah. or you don't. <laughs> yeah, there was this one scene where I, I get with the wife yelling at him. The wife was yelling at Spider. The, What's the Spider? The orange guy. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forget his name. Spider. He's he's Spider from yeah, Blood and Blood Out. Spider from Blood and Blood Out. Yeah. But yeah, she's just going off and she's yelling at him and like yeah, the Delgado no, guy. Delgado. Delgado. That's only because yeah. that's my cousin's last name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they don't subtitle it. I wish they would have because I wanted to know what she was saying. But like, she was just going off. She was yelling at him about stuff, fucking around and like sell some oranges, oh, like okay. and all this other shit. Yeah, she was really good. And like, he just puts that girl down on his lap. Well, first of all, she's eating a banana in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. He's very big on power moves. He's like, he's like. He puts like there's a scene where he puts a straw on an orange and he makes her suck it and he's yeah. like I love your oranges Anita orange <laughs> Anita orange I'm That's so thirsty <laughs> like, shut up bitch <laughs> oh my god that guy that like his orange empire the Delgado orange empire, orange empire yeah dude you gotta love that man I've never bought oranges off the street but no, I have never. bought okay so have you ever bought fruit like just from a truck. Yeah, fruit cups and stuff, yeah, but never like a bag of oranges or anything. I've like gotten watermelons and um cantaloupe mm. off a a fucking little Mazda truck from 1988, you know, really? those little vatos just like selling them some of the best <laughs> fucking watermelon and melons I've ever had. Really? Yeah, man, I like a good melon. And uh it's a good time for a little, you know, Cottage cheese, a little whipped cream. Got yourself a good... I feel like I haven't seen that in a while. Like, people selling, like, uh, veggies or or fruits out of their truck on the streets. I used to see it a lot. Um, For a little while, I used to live... um, This is a very localized conversation, but I used to live south of 410, kind of towards Southside Uh Independent School District. Okay. And there was always a guy there, like, right... It's, like, kind of more in the country where you'll see it sometimes. All right. And they can just... Because I think in the city, the cops tell them, like, Hey, you need a permit for oh, this. Oh, the permit and all that shit. That's but out what, yeah. there, they get away with it a little bit more because the cops don't venture out there unless shit's popping off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. more quiet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if y'all ever see someone selling um, uh, watermelons on the side of the road and you're in South Texas, give it a whirl, you know, as long as it's during the day and yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, maybe you're not alone. Just double check. 
I don't know. And then he was selling the bag of oranges for a dollar. That's nothing. A whole like bag. A, for a dollar. That's a two weeks worth of oranges. Jeez. You know what the problem with selling oranges in L.A. is? You can grow them in your backyard. They grow great there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had an orange tree when I was living there. I had an orange tree and an avocado tree. Uh, and they produced like a son of a bitch. We just gave them out to the neighborhood. We would put them in boxes and put them in the street. And they were, it was like the cornfield. They were just gone. Wow. Because like everyone fucking loved them. And so, especially the avocados. They were like a different um, strain. Uh-huh. And so they were a lot bigger than like the ones we get here. And they yeah, were good. You didn't, you didn't sell them? You just gave them away? It was a lot of work to sell them. Like, you need a permit, and then you got to, oh, like, go okay. to a fucking uh, open farm. What do you call those? Um, farm to market, open. Uh, shit, I can't remember. Those open air markets, you know, yeah. where you go. Farmer's market. Farmer's Sorry. Market. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of Farm to market is the time of road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, but we probably should have done. That. We probably could have made a shitload of money. Yeah, made a shitload of money, dude. Danielitos avocados. Yeah. <laughs> you could have grown an empire by now. So, do you, would you like to do? As you know, I like to do the quick impression. Uh, quick impression of the movies I cover. Would you like to help me out with this one? All you have to do is say birth control. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a segment I like to call quick impressions. Quick impressions. <clears throat> what is it that every Chicano family needs and very few have? Birth control. No! Chicano celebrity totem poles! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is a quick impression <laughs> of a million to Juan or one, or depending one. on your preference. Um, I guess if you're, if, you're not, if you're not of Latino descent, maybe you tell your friends that this episode's a million to one so you don't have to worry about feeling like they're going to think you're not woke. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They it might is, just think you're doing a bit. It is funny, though, how, like, there's two different uh, editions of it, I guess. Like, uh, the one, like the name, or the one, like the number. Yeah, because the what confused me was in the, on Tubi, I thought at first, I was like, oh, it's definitely going to be Juan in the um, opening credits. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It mm-hmm. was O-N-E. Yeah. So I was like, what? Did they change it at some point? They must have at they some point. They had to change it. When, maybe like a it was a a second release to home video or something, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, let's go back and change the font. Let's change and because it's the same font." Leave the store owner in there though. But oh let's yeah, we didn't mention one. that. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned it a little bit, but yeah, there's um they leave the store owner in there who he's a he it's a little uh, bodega. Yeah. And and the, he's the owner, and of course it, it's it's a guy in browner face. I think we mentioned it earlier, yeah. but like. It's rough, and he has. I think he has two major scenes and a lot of lines. Yeah, and it's not even like it's not. It's not even a poo level. It's like even worse. Very bad. <laughs> I mean, a poo's bad. Don't you get me wrong. A poo was bad? I don't know. That's a whole <laughs> other episode. So, as you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. You have the full Fu Manchu recommendation for hell yeah, the walrus mustache recommendation for pretty damn good. The horseshoe mustache for, eh, not bad. And I, I have a feeling easy to give it a horseshoe. Uh, and the Hitler mustache for Bird, this movie in hell. Patrick, what are you leaning toward, man? I'm curious. Horseshoe for sure. Yeah, hard horse. Hard horse, yeah. <laughs> it's hard horseshoe. Dude. I mean, well, it's just, it's, of the time, it's 94. I like the way that the movie ended. It was just a little too goofy, and Paul Rodriguez was not the best actor. But everybody else made up for it, so it's yeah. not that bad of a movie. So horseshoe, yeah. Okay. Um, 
I gotta admit, I I don't I don't know if it's because I saw it with my mom and my brother, because it added a little bit to it. Because my brother's like my brother's a musician. He he was he played in Tejano band, so mm-hmm. he recognized. The, we didn't mention this. The soundtrack is great. Soundtrack is great. Woo! Yeah, there is some classic uh, Latin music artists in this uh, yeah. film, and it's really good. Really good. And so my brother's commenting on that, and that added to it. And my mom was, like, pointing stuff out and, like, laughing at some parts of it. And the emotional part, she was, like, super feeling it. And yeah. it made it a more well-rounded viewing than if I had just been I get that. seeing it on my phone or on my computer or something. I get that. So that may be the reason why I'm going to give this a low-tier walrus. This is a low-tier walrus. Low-tier. Sometimes I'll tear it up. This is kind of low-tier walrus. I think it's a little better than Horseshoe. I would actually watch this again. Um Maybe like if I'm cleaning up the house and I yeah, just kind of want to tune in, yeah, yeah, I just kind of want to tune in when it's on and catch certain scenes I like, and then go back to you know pretending that I'm good at cleaning and swiffering and stuff, um, and yeah, just kind of enjoy those little bits. I yeah, I think it's I think it's walrus esque for me, but either way, I can see I can see your perspective as well. You're, you're right when your lead actor is. You know, very few people can be Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's someone that is also, like, not to say he's a bad actor, but he is kind of a just bland sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he can pull it off because I think they really do find a way for those parts to work for his yeah. character. And I think they needed Paul to do a little bit more for this story to really work. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't have it in his, uh, you know, toolbox. Yeah. He just didn't. I mean, it's not really his fault because he, he was a pure stand-up for a long part of his career. So mm-hmm. this is kind of his first uh, I don't know if this is the first film he was in, but it definitely this is early in his acting career for yeah. sure. Either way. First major role for yes. him probably. And a, a lot of pressure too, directing it and everything. Yeah, which is probably not a good choice. But, I mean, it was saved by the other actors acting. Oh yeah. You know, the other people's work into it. Uh, so it wasn't that bad of a movie, but yeah. I want to check really quick just before we close out if the um, – damn it. No, I was hoping to find the – how much money this film made. Oh, wait. Let's see. Okay. So, okay. It doesn't say what the budget is, but IMDb reports that it was uh, – it made about $1.2 in box office receipts. Really? I bet you it probably broke just about. E- I feel like this movie was more than one point two million. Really, you think so? I, See, I don't really pay pay attention to, like the budget and stuff. I've kind of gotten used to it. It doesn't really look like they put a lot of money into this thing. The actors would have cost a little the bit. The actors and the music. Yeah, the actors for sure. Yeah, the actors for sure because they did have some big name Latino actors, especially at the time. Like Edward James, almost just He's getting huge. him in those scenes was probably expensive as fuck. I yeah. think he was doing a little bit of a favor. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh. Um, because at that point, at that time in Edward James Olmos' career, he was fucking fire. This mm-hmm. guy was like standing delivers, doing all these freaking movies, just kicking ass. Um, so I would imagine it probably made it probably made up for the money that it didn't um, make for like to catch up with the budget in like probably like v- VHS sales mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, rentals and stuff like that. But because um, yeah. this kind of movie, I don't see it like blowing up overseas. You know, maybe. South America, maybe I don't know, but I don't really don't know if they care about uh, Mexican American cultures. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a different culture. Like I feel like a lot. I feel like they probably don't like us that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, you're the white man in brown face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. 
And then the Mexican took the white lady. They didn't probably didn't like that either. No. Man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's one thing about being a, a Chicano is you're you're not really you're not white enough for white people, but you're also not really that Mexican enough for actual Mexicans. Yeah, They're kind of like, yeah, sure. eh, you're somewhere in the middle. You're kind of you're just sort of you're in a weird. But I think that's why we relate very well because we're like we all kind of get it. That's just the way it is. It's weird. yeah, it's yeah. weird. But I like that's why I like seeing these films. I think they kind of capture that, you know, the Spanglish and the culture mm-hmm. and the family and all that. Your 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 um, your gay friends that they don't want to say they're gay, but they're yeah. kind of gay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that they didn't really like touch on that like it was kind of like just maybe implied a little bit, or maybe we're just looking too, too into much, it too into much. It. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like, I just play that effeminate all the time. <laughs> you know, that's just my role. So, yeah, that was that's the, the direction I decided to take the role. But a lot of things that they did in '94 would be like well more accepted now, you know, because it's kind of more yeah. a different time. Yeah. So the movie would probably like if they redid it for whatever reason and they redid it now, it would probably like go off very well. Yeah, and honestly, if they had if they had said set them up to be a, a gay couple, I think they're represented pretty well. There wasn't a lot of like heavy stereotypes or like Mm-mm. super out there. You know, they weren't acting overly the over the top, yeah. you know, which a lot of um, movies do to this day. Mm-hmm. If you have a gay character, all of a sudden they're supposed to be like this incredibly flamboyant when there's plenty of gay people out there that, you know, they, they'll beat your ass at, you know, fucking baseball. But yeah. then, you know, now you're <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for what you were going to say. <laughs> I know. I can see you looking at they'll me. beat your ass with baseball or they'll eat your ass at, <laughs> at home. I was like, oh, all right. Let, let, I was going to go that up, way, it up. I was trying to clean it up a little bit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Patty, do you have anything to promote, plug for the show? Uh, no, man. Butt plug. Uh, butt plug. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, again, babacoolcore.com, uh, at your homie Pat on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. And uh, come out to a comedy show at uh, Blind Tiger. So, oh, I got my uh, Fantastic Damage. Uh, it's a comedy to- uh, storytelling show that I host every fourth Friday of the month at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing that, man. Oh shit! So yeah, so that's something that you could come and uh, is that check recorded out. at all, or do they have to be there in person? They have to be there in person. Okay, yeah. you got to be there in person, y'all. If you're in the San Antonio yeah. metropolitan area, yeah. Uh, for oh, those, that's right. You, you, this goes out everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can check out clips on uh, the YouTube page of Baba Core uh, YouTube page and all that stuff. And yeah. uh, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Sweet, bro. Thank you again for joining the show. I think we had a pretty good time. No, this was fun. Yeah, dude. Nice. We're, we're only going to cover 1990s Latino films from <laughs> yeah. now on. There's a lot. I mean, we could probably make a fucking, we could make this a through line of, of the podcast. You yeah, know? that was our takeover of the 90s, dude. Yeah, man. That was our time. Yeah. That was our fucking time, bro. And then George Lopez ruined it. I was kidding. No, he did it. I love George Lopez. <laughs> all right. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. later Bye. Later. <laughs> Shit, man.